0: (laughs) hello everyone and uh welcome to our first podcast this is richard and jenny um we are calling this the fish flip podcast uh in relation to (laughs) the superstition that my mom always had about uh flipping fish in a dish (laughs) uh as a meaning seems to be that it always uh, is bad luck when you flip a fish because um, it, it, it's the equivalent of uh, capsizing boats. Now, uh, we thought this one might be an interesting title, so we're going to roll with it. Um, so welcome to the Fish Flip podcast. Uh, and if you can guess, um, our first topic for our very first podcast today would be uh, Chinese superstitions. So, (laughs) what do we know about Chinese superstition, huh? (laughs) Um, Let's see. We uh, did a bit of digging, and uh, yeah, here let's uh, let's talk about some of these uh, few superstitions that they have, yeah, or that my mom has rather. Why you're not (laughs)
1: superstitious?
0: Um, Not as superstitious as uh, she would be, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say, and. You know, frankly, I'm probably not superstitious. (laughs) If you look at it from a high level, um, I just think, like, bad things happen. Maybe if you're unprepared, um, if you weren't being aware of Mm -hmm. the details. Now, that being said, like, sometimes there is, like, maybe some bad luck, but Mm -hmm. I don't really believe in things that affect the chances of that luck. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it would seem that in my culture there is quite a lot of these uh bad omens if you will Mm -hmm. or choices and options that people choose that would make or bring upon bad luck upon themselves you know is it as easy as flipping a switch and you know you chose the wrong color today all of a sudden you're gonna be tripping over (laughs) tripping over sidewalks breaking your back i don't know i don't know about that but Mm -hmm. personally i don't believe it so
1: why are Chinese people superstitious?
0: Yeah, I would say very much so. If you uh, go into the uh, culture, um, talk to any one of them, I feel like uh, if they're not directly superstitious, at least by in relation of family, mm. they would come to this kind of like a superstitious belief, just out of habit, probably mm. too. Some people probably, probably already have that like deep in their system, and they don't even realize it. Mm. They would prefer a color over another, or they avoid a certain number, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so like let's let's talk about some of these superstitions. Right. Yeah. Um, so, of course, our first one was uh, fish flips. Um, of course, it's an equivalent of capsizing boats. Mm. Now, has anybody ever, maybe, had some fish on a boat and uh, somehow? did the unthinkable and caused like a storm to come out of nowhere and you know capsized their boats that's that's a different story maybe
1: it happened one time and
0: so maybe Maybe it happened and somebody yeah some (laughs) sailor just uh was trying to trying to get out of it and they just remember that this was something that they did Mm. earlier in the day or something that they did for lunch and you know, just said, oh, okay, I must blame Mm. this fish.
1: (laughs) Mm. But more than likely, it's just a symbol.
0: Yeah, yeah, they like, people like to relate the events in their life to something, right? Like, there's always a cause and relationship, I guess, in people's minds. They, you know, whenever something happens, they try to relate it to something, even if it's as out of nowhere as like, you know, a boat capsizing. Mm. Perhaps something like that, you might see it coming. Right, you might have seen that kind of stuff coming if you see the weather is not that great, or if there are signs that your boat is you know out of maintenance or like in bad repair, Mm. I guess, right? Um, but yeah, people just like to have a reason for it, and sometimes if if it's something that's outside of their knowledge, it may seem like, (laughs) yeah, may seem like okay, so that's I can't really figure out why maybe because i don't have i don't have that experience with like something that would have caused this to happen so perhaps it's uh it's a certain you know a certain superstition that caused it
1: but that's the way with all ancient cultures probably they use superstition before they had science
0: yeah to yeah make So sense of the world yeah so there is that right so do, you know let's let's go through some of these okay. and then we'll we'll talk about the the reasoning <laughs> behind all of them um or not, whichever. We'll see how we get how we get with the uh, first podcast here. Um, another one that we have was uh, chopsticks. Very, yeah. very. This one's a prominent one. Um, it seems like a lot of uh, Asian or Chinese people do not approve of sticking chopsticks vertically yeah. into the rice bowls yeah. or any kind of food in general. Uh, this supposedly it's a harbinger death yeah it symbolizes like incense in a tomb and uh you know typically when they burn incense right Mm -hmm. it's always stuck right into the bowl into the ashes
1: you see that at temples all across like even japan yeah they have the same superstition
0: so yeah it's it's even throughout culture right Mm -hmm. it's not just chinese um but i recall what my mom did say the other day uh japan sort of started with a group of people from china a long mm-hmm. long time ago mm-hmm. who moved into the island mm-hmm. right yeah so that that was interesting so they, they definitely have like that and really really far back ancestral yeah roots right where and they, they bore started chinese from.
1: characters and yeah some of the superstitions definitely came along and yeah. they transfer as well because mm-hmm. after living there for four years now when i come back and I see people sticking their chopsticks into things in Canada. <laughs> yeah. It makes me shudder. It makes me cringe. <laughs> You're thinking about I'm it, like, right? Because I'm like... Even if, I'm not unaware. <laughs> making the direct correlation between death and sticking chopsticks in a bowl. Mm-hmm. It's just now in in Japan, it's just rude. It's just one yeah. of those weird things you don't do. So if, a friend of mine makes a bowl of ramen and they want to show me because they're really excited and I see those chopsticks like pointing out of it like two antennae I'm just like oh, yeah
0: I mean that looks to anybody else that looks so innocent it, it looks, looks so fun good. Yeah. it looks fun right yeah. like I, I used to play with my food when I was younger too and I just like sticking chopsticks in them it's like little antennas yeah but it, antennas of death? Oh <laughs> is that what this is? I think that it's just. <laughs> it sucks in all the bad energy. Here comes the dead.
1: No, I just think it's <laughs> gone through so many generations and so many centuries that it's just considered rude behavior now. It's like yeah. saying bless you after someone sneezes. We don't think that the devil's gonna steal your soul anymore, but yeah. now it's impolite not to say bless you
0: even a long non-religious would say that yeah. right like it's it just, it's just seems like a and yeah, manners
1: are arbitrary as
0: well <laughs> yeah people have different levels of like what manners you know is not ne- mm. necessary like what level of manners should be where mm. thought that was kind of interesting too but um i guess yeah maybe superstition is another form of like manners in a very Derivative way.
1: It's all tied into culture, I think, and identity. This is what we do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, people would definitely find it rude if you stuck your chopstick in their food. (laughs) I mean, besides the, like, obvious there, but, like, that superstition is probably there as well for that. Um, Okay, now, another one is uh, opening your umbrella indoors.
1: Is that Chinese, too? Uh,
0: It is one that, I guess, we... My mom has talked about maybe it may not be specifically Chinese, but it is in that culture as Ooh. well. Um, what do you think about this? Like, how do you think that came about?
1: I think it's just impractical and it's instant bad luck because you're likely to knock something over if you open your umbrella inside the house.
0: You're actually Especially pretty much, yeah. If you have one of those big
1: golf umbrellas, like my dad, it'll yeah. hit from wall to wall. How do you get out the door? Those spring loaded ones,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, umbrellas probably have come come like a long way. Um, Yeah. From what I've uh, found out, you're pretty much on the money there. Um, Before they had spring-loaded mechanisms in umbrellas, uh, it wouldn't have been such a big thing. But after the advent of that, um, it was a lot of uh, let's see, like people opening umbrellas indoors that led to some kind of injury. Or are they knocking something over or somebody's eyes got poked Mm -hmm. or something, right? Um, Because once that spring came into play, that technology, once that technology was there, it just became very forceful, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And this kind of like symbolizes bad luck in a way, I guess. People have seen like a lot of incidences of injuries or something getting broken. So that they just say like, okay, generally, maybe like practically, it's bad. And yeah, it's not necessarily bad brings... luck, it's that judgment. <laughs> <laughs> bad judgment. Yeah, yeah so that, yeah, that there's sense in that. There's sense in that superstition, right? So um, what I have written here is that uh, the theory says it came from ancient Egypt, where an umbrella was used for shading from sun rays. So when it was open indoors, um, it would anger the sun god.
1: Mm, that makes sense.
0: Uh, so I think this is like Ra or something, like the god of Ra. Uh, who would take out their anger on everyone in the household where the umbrellas open, which usually probably would be immediately mm-hmm. <laughs> when something was knocked over. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we, we just talked about the pra- practical meaning. Uh, it was when the steel frame umbrellas came into play mm. uh, with spring-loaded openers. It would very easily knock a lot of fragile objects you know, around the house and injure people. So, good reason. Mm. Um, our next one Do you have something to say about this
1: one? Yeah, about sun umbrellas, parasols. Are they popular in China with ladies?
0: Uh, you know, I still see when when I was in China back then. I still saw that they were used for sun. Yeah. Um, but of course, maybe it's a stereotype now. But there's a lot of like ladies who wear those like really long visor hats. hats, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that seems to be more. Maybe more practical for them, it's easier to carry around. Mm. So
1: You see them in Japan with the parasol and the sun hat and the UV protective gloves. Mm-hmm. And I went three years without getting a parasol because I was like, that's so, that's what? And then I caved and I got a parasol and it was one of the best investments ever. I actually convinced a student I had, a male student, to get a parasol. And so he joined the boy parasol club.
0: So Something new. They're practical. Yeah. They're very, very
1: good. <laughs> very good, um, because when you don't want to wear a hat, you don't mm-hmm. want to get. It's already hot. I don't want to wear a hat. It's sticky. Mm-hmm. But I want to walk in shade constantly. Yeah. It's a parasol. Yeah, it's it's, it's
0: nice when you have that. I if I were to do it, I probably would get like a sun hat like or something. Big oh. Yeah. Be one of those old dads. Yeah. <laughs> kind of look. okay. Comfort there too. Yeah, like I, I see the why the the Asian ladies would wear those hats now. It, it's basically like an evolution of the parasol, right? Mm. Um, it's just yeah. Then they don't have to carry anything. Their hands are free. Then they can go about doing their business. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would say we generally see older women wearing the hats. Never yeah. Or women with parasols. Really. They don't want to mess their hair up. You know how. Oh, much, that's how much time. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good. Women who live in reason, the cities. Women just. A lot of young women in Japan, they spend a lot of time on their hair. A lot of my students, they would have their appointment to the hair salon scheduled every six weeks. It's
0: Mm. just...
1: That's just what you do. Yeah. The hair, then the nails. Keep the hair tidy. Laser hair removal. All scheduled. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know what? You probably don't want to mess up your hair after like (laughs) spending half a day getting it ready and all that. Yeah. Um, All right. Okay. So I guess we're on to our next one. Turtles. Um, I mean, they live long, so they're seen as creatures of longevity in the Chinese culture. Seeing um, them dried
1: up and sold as, like, yeah, to eat for medicinal purposes. Yeah. They
0: they have that kind of a belief mm-hmm. over there generally, and, like, it, it's kind of led to some of these practices of, like, uh, hunting some of the more endangered animals, mm-hmm. which that's unfortunate. Um, but I think, like, they're, you know, back then it was tradition for them, but hopefully as the science kind of like, you know, teaches them otherwise that they understand like, okay, it's just like the animal species mm-hmm. are getting wiped out because of this. Um, it's usually kind of a, yeah, kind of a topic, I guess. It, it is a topic to talk about, uh, you know, with like these kind of um, beliefs, right, of um, consuming animals or certain parts of animals that create some kind of effect mm-hmm. for people. But yeah, yeah, um, it's kind of a history thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, But for turtles, they're seen as uh, creatures of longevity um, because they, of course, they live very long times. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they're somehow a symbol of bad luck as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Supposedly, if if uh, what is it? It's if it was represented in businesses, if you you know give someone like a symbol of a turtle. Um, It's meant to slow down their business. Mm. It would bring that kind of a bad luck to them. Mm. Or so it's said. So (laughs) I don't know. Um, This kind of reminds me of like the story of like the rabbit and the turtle. But I don't know if there's any relation there. But, you know, I guess they could draw a correlation between a turtle and being slow.
1: Mm. Hmm.
0: But you know what, the turtle did win the race. The turtle did win. <laughs> <laughs> but then yeah.
1: someone someone else came along, picked him up, and dried him out and sold him. For <laughs> <her music.
0: laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I have been uh, have firsthand experience of like the consumption of turtles, yeah. and like I've seen people practice drinking turtle blood. Yeah, this is kind of crazy, but. Same idea, again, like, they believe that the longevity of the mm. turtle's life would be transferred into mm. them by drinking their blood, mm. right? So, yeah, it's an interesting topic, probably for another time. <laughs> of youth. Yeah. of um, Yeah. Okay, our next one is dragon and phoenixes. So, I mean, every Chinese New Year, I'm sure you've always seen, like, symbols of, like, these plastered, like, poster images of dragons.
1: And that it seems like at a lot of festivals, they will wear, like, the big... I don't know what to call in Chinese. They have a similar one in Japan called the Shishimae. It's like a mm-hmm. big lion head or maybe dragon head in China. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So like they're abundant, right? Everywhere you go. And even outside of like the Chinese New Year periods, you see them on like door frames and like you see them posted up as like, yeah, canvases or anything, right? As art. Um, they're basically dragons, uh, and phoenixes represent men and women, and dragons are uh, the divine representation of uh, goodwill and fortune. Mm. So that's their way of looking at it, and this applies to phoenixes as well. So I don't know if you feel like a phoenix, <laughs> or people will say like, yeah, this is uh, this represents you, your. They, you know what in my um, home in China back then we did have on our doorframe whenever you entered our home you would have a dragon on one end and a phoenix on the other mm. they kind of come together mm. above the door mm. but it's kind of like yeah you're entering through gates of mm. uh, fortune something mm. like that right yeah there's a whole whack of other <laughs> things that people put up as well yeah, yeah along the lines of that yeah, yeah.
1: that's interesting
0: um Yeah.
1: I don't know if I feel like a phoenix or not. I've never really (laughs) thought about it before.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so... Maybe that's part of... um, You know what, when people get married back then in China, I I do recall that they wear like costumes, right? So it's not like a wedding dress that you see here in the West, of course. But they wear red and they have some kind of makeup and then Mm -hmm. like pearls and Mm -hmm. everything. And like feathers sometimes, yeah. I believe. If I recall, I do see like, you know, some feathers in there.
1: Bring up a picture. of. Uh, Maybe
0: take a look and see if that's a... Uh,
1: traditional yeah. Chinese
0: wedding. Yeah. And I think I think they almost dress them up like a phoenix. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That might be... And you know what? Like when the actors... Um, what is it like? Uh, tra- tra- traditional theater? Yeah, yeah, yeah look. Look at that! Isn't that kind of like? This, well, it's a lot of embroidery, at least I would mm-hmm.
1: say. It is though. It's all Show red, flowy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Very glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe to me it looks like a phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm kind of using my like, creativity and imagination here. <laughs> nice. Yeah, see, dragon. And then there's
1: a dragon on the groom's.
0: Yeah, exactly. Clothing. Let's show them this photo. A little bit of that. hmm That's a nice little dragon there. Oops. Yep.
1: <laughs> I can hear a dragon scratch as well. <laughs>
0: alright. Um alright. Uh let's move on to our next, next one. one. Yeah? Okay, so Lucky numbers. Apparently 8 is lucky and half of 8 is unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the reason being for the unlucky number I, I've known for a long time is that, it's you know, when you say it in Chinese, in Mandarin, it is the equivalent of saying death mm-hmm. because it's the same kind of tone. Yeah. Um, the, the word is different, of course, but it sounds like you're saying death. Yeah. So there is like just literally that correlation alone gives people that superstition Mm -hmm. of okay we should not use this number, Mm -hmm. this is bad luck,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, but somehow 8 is uh, a lucky number too, so
1: Why is 8 lucky? It sounds like something else?
0: I'm not a hundred percent on that actually, I think I have it here somewhere Yeah, so they skip the fourth floor typically um, in China
1: uh oh it sounds like the word for wealth okay 88 is considered particularly lucky maybe i shouldn't be surprised
0: about this yeah wealth (laughs) that's why well there we go
1: (laughs) the opposite of death is wealth (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) that i think that's very deep in their uh in the culture it's just wealth is equal to everything that's good Mm. right and in a sense like you know definition of wealth isn't just money but Mm -hmm. like good health and um good social relationships Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff right Mm -hmm. okay now next one color there are color lucky colors and unlucky colors um so apparently white and black are unlucky which i guess kind of coincides with the western belief too right Mm. because White and black, white is more like a funeral color, I guess, white and black. And black, uh, when you translate it in Chinese, they use the word black to, to call people like from the mafia. Yeah. Um, so like, I think that black mm. would be bad luck. Mm. It's just it, it resembles secrecy mm. and you know, darkness and secrecy. Mm-hmm. So white and black, white itself is like funeral for them same so in it's just, like yeah, ashes basically right, right, color of ashes too yeah.
1: right whereas we wear black to funerals yeah. in the west
0: and uh, another one is green green is uh, supposedly infidelity so if a man wears a green hat <laughs> or wears green <laughs> it supposedly translates to uh, his wife being unfaithful or something <laughs> and they're very central about the man too you know yeah. like it's it's a lo- there's a deep culture of that you know the the men providing and being the fortune. Patriarchy. yeah, 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 exactly. So that was pretty big, yeah, mm. back then. So I guess yeah, the man wearing green repeated would be the bad luck, as opposed to the woman. But
1: mm. well, how come you sleep in green pajamas?
0: <laughs> well, thankfully I'm not superstitious. <laughs> green, yeah, it, it green is nature too. Right? Yeah. you want to think about it another way. So mm. it's, a, it's a good color. I think it's natural, it's easy on the eyes. Yeah. A lot of people have favorite color green too, so I don't think it would green. be... Uh,
1: blue. Blue is... Blue is a good one too. Apparently, the older you get, the more likely it is that your favorite color will be blue. Mm-hmm. I read that in a book called Blue It's. You should <laughs> read that book.
0: <laughs> I do like blue. I think blue is my favorite color as opposed to like green for some mm. other people. But I think blue represents openness. Ocean, calm, vast, yeah, yeah, serenity and tranquility. Yeah. Um, okay, and what do you think the color, uh, the really lucky color that China?
1: It's gotta be red.
0: Yeah, everything is red.
1: Everything <laughs> is red.
0: <laughs> true, true, and that's red is uh, the symbol of wealth and fortune, and it is the color of blood, I guess. When people flush, mm. they get red, mm. like. I mean, having healthy blood. I guess. Being healthy, right? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And yeah, red envelopes. Mhm. For fortune. Mhm. Red and gold, if you will. But yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. No, so th- th- there are yeah a bunch of <laughs> these kind of superstitions out there, but like yeah, red is uh, red is a good color. Mm. Red is a good color. Are these so.
1: superstitions based in a religion of some sort? I wonder. I was wondering about superstitions and superstitious people if it's something they do because Mm -hmm. they believe in free will Mm -hmm. i have the free will i will go to the fortune teller and i will learn about this but then that gets into like then i was thinking like or is it like more like fatalism like there is one fate at the end yeah so i can just go through life and i'll end up with that fate or closer (laughs) to determinism which is like there is one final fate at the end but all, and all my actions have already been decided that will lead up to there. Whereas I think with fatalism, mm-hmm. you can take different paths, but the ending will be the same. Determinism says it's already decided yeah. by free will. I don't know what people... That's a very deep philosophical
0: question, I think.
1: I think that's at some, one of those is at the <laughs> root of being superstitious. Because why else would you go to the fortune teller yeah. and mm-hmm. have them tell you what's going to happen?
0: Yeah, yeah, they do believe that there is a certain level of faith, like fate. Sorry, and this kind of like is predetermined in a way, right? So like, um, I guess perhaps some level of superstitious like uh, adherence would change that fate down the line. Yeah. Maybe that's kind of how they see it.
1: Fates can change.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean that's a whole belief so you have system to go too. And make your fate. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. You know what? This has been great. (laughs) Um, I really enjoyed it. This was a pretty good first time, I would say, right? Pretty
1: good first time. We're a bit rusty, but we'll get better.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, new territory. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, yeah, thanks uh, for tuning in. This has been our first podcast, Fish Flip uh, (laughs) podcast here.
1: Fish Flip. Oh, so you're flipping the fish.
0: (laughs) We are flipping the fish. Oh, my God. Let's let's uncover some of these beliefs, you know? Let's uncover things, like... As we will talk about in a future podcast. Yeah. Just, you know, discover and explore, mm. right? And uh, maybe see that f- flipping the fish isn't all that bad sometimes, you know, to figure out what's happening behind yeah. the scenes mm. um, and why, Yeah. right? Yeah. But yeah, It's on the other side yeah. of that fish. All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye. See ya.